This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. Hi again, I'm Bill Pollack. Bonnie and Clyde had a dust-up in Joplin in the early 30s. We'll hear that story. One town with less than 300 people draws over 300,000 a year. All it takes is a little wine and a scenic view. You'll hear more about a crime prevention and safety bill in the state legislature as well. Missouri is joining Reentry 2030, a national initiative aimed at improving outcomes for people leaving prison. Elisa Nelson talks to Alex Earls with the Missouri Department of Corrections about the program. We're super excited to be one of the first states joining uh, Reentry 2030. As many of you know, or maybe you don't know, we have 19 facilities throughout the state, correctional facilities. Um, and inside of them, we have about 19,000 folks, um, and we release close to 13,000 individuals each year. Um, our main goal is to ensure that we are uh, doing everything we can to help individuals coming back to our Missouri communities be the best that they can be. Um, this initiative came on board, and, and our state department is extremely excited, uh, from the governor's office to all of our other state departments, as well as the Department of Corrections. Uh, we're extremely excited to really provide direct services, intentional services to our uh, returning Missourians back to our communities. Now, how will this be different from what you're doing now, Alex? So now we are very targeted in our approach. Um, we are looking, um, we've set some very lofty goals. We're looking to really work um, to help our population enter the workforce ready to go. Um, we've set a very lofty goal that 100% of our um, folks will be receiving career services, um, that 85% of them will be employed within 30 days, and that 80% will maintain their employment for a, a minimum of nine months after incarceration. Um, so we are very focused on that workforce, which is also a massive driver to all of the wraparound services that are needed. Um, in order to obtain gainful and meaningful employment, they need to have stable housing. They need to have transportation, reliable transportation. They need to make sure that their basic needs are met. We need to ensure that, that we're providing them uh, mental health services or not necessarily us, but community partners are providing them the mental health services and the medical services and the substance use disorder services that they may be uh, needing. So uh, it's really making just taking us to another level to be very intentional to really help Missouri drive forward with its workforce initiatives on the state level, but also ensuring that our population is, is not missed and that they are coming in and helping uh, Missouri go to another level. Do you measure those rates now, Alex? I'm curious how they compare to kind of where you're at now. We measure them to some degree. Um, this is going to force us a little bit more to ensure um, that all of our data collection and everything else is, is up to the standard. But um, we can look at, you know, I think I just saw a job um, report recently that's saying about Missouri sitting at about a 1.7 unemployment rate, which is absolutely incredible. It's great to see Missourians in the workforce. Um, but the, a disclaimer to that is, unfortunately, our population, our probation and parole supervised population and our Unemployment rate with that uh, exact population is sitting right around 30 to 36 percent, anywhere between 30 and 35 percent of unemployment. Um, so it's something that we really need to make sure that we are are more focused on, that we're getting them those jobs, that we're working to ensure that they're ready, that they're trained, and they have the services that are, are needed to them to, so that they can uh, get off of unemployment and get into the workforce. What are the main struggles for people incarcerated that they are dealing with when they get out? So there is a lot of struggles. I mean, you got if you ever been inside of a facility or um, been incarcerated, you understand that you know integration back into the community 
is substantial. You know, as you think through and you look through, you know, how life has changed for us in the last year, and then you go back to two years and you take that all the way back to 10 years and further on, life has evolved and life has changed. Technology is a massive driver in a lot of those changes. So, you know, ensuring that our population is getting up to speed in technology release is one of our, is, is an important thing for us to do as a department. Um, we really just got to make sure that we're focusing on helping them. But if you look at the massive barriers and you look at those types of things, you're talking housing, stable housing. How do we ensure that they have a roof over their head that's also going to provide a space that is conducive to success? How do they have reliable transportation? Public transportation in many parts of our state um, is either non-existent or never even been a thought. Uh, how do we ensure that they have reliable transportation? How are we making sure that their medical needs are being addressed and, and that they have the, the proper documentations in order to obtain employment and obtain services? Um, so those are a lot of the big struggles that individuals will face. But another big one is the family. You know, if you remove a mom or a dad from the family unit for, you know, a, a, a few, anywhere from a few months to to years, you know, and then to reintegrate back into the family, how do we make sure that they're prepared for what that's going to look like? That can always be another big challenge for them because they care so much about, you know, they think that they can just go in, they can be dad and mom again. But what they don't understand is, you know, they've been removed from the family and, and life still continued. So we really, those are a lot of the biggest barriers that you will see with individuals transitioning back into the community. Um, but we're excited to, to try to solve those gaps and, and move forward and, and get the get them into a better spot. Alex, are there particular industries um, that those leaving prison seem to be attracted to pursuing? And will those industries be a focus of what you're doing here? Yeah, so if we look at the economy of Missouri um, and we look at skills gaps, we look at different areas of, of high importance. Where do we have the biggest job openings? You know, ideally and statistically speaking, you know, a lot of folks enter the construction trade. They go into um, either private practice, in a sense, or private industry. Um, and then they also get into our, our labor unions. Um, so that's always a good one um, because it does pay well. Pay well. Um, individuals are able to to have a livable wage, are able to provide for their family. So, construction industry is always a a very important one. Um, we also look in we're looking into manufacturing. We want to ensure that we uh, can be a contributor contributor to Missouri as as we look to revolutionize, as we look to expand and, and attract new employers into our state. That you know we have a workforce, a capable workforce, a trained workforce. So we're focusing a lot of attention into manufacturing and automation and, and stuff along that line. So we're looking into that and, and they seem to be very second chance friendly. Um, commercial drivers, um, we, as we all know, you know, we've been short truck drivers um, and class A CDL holders. Um, so that always seems to attract them as well. And, and uh, the hospitality industry has always been good, uh, whether it be line cooks, whether it be, you know, other areas of that. Um, and we look to expand into to everywhere, honestly, um, as we look to coding and we look to different programs that can really set these individuals up for a pathway to success. All right. Missouri is joining Reentry 2030, a national initiative aimed at improving outcomes for people leaving prison. Missouri Department of Corrections Reentry Program Administrator Alex Earls joins Show Me Today 
to talk about this new initiative. I'm Elisa Nelson. As far as uh, we're talking about the different industries, do you have a goal in terms of how many businesses, how many community partners um, that you want to be involved in this whole initiative with you? I mean, if I have it my way, I want every employer in the state to be open to hiring individuals with um, previous criminal uh, involvement. Um, because I think, it, you know, you we are quick to judge, we're quick to jump to conclusions um, when it comes to this population, but the, they are incredible workers, they're incredibly smart folks um, who made some poor choices in their life. Um, so my biggest ask is, you know, if you're a hiring manager, you work for an organization, be open-minded to hiring this population. So I want to see our network of second-chance employers in our state truly exceed um, and grow to thousands would be great um, because we have thousands of people releasing. So the more options that they have, um, the better we off we will be. Now, do most offenders who leave prison, do they leave with an employable skill? Yes, I would say majority. I would say we're um, upper 80s, if not 90s percentile that people have skills that can easily transfer into the workforce. Um, every individual in, inside of our facilities, at most of our sites, um, they have jobs while they have spent time with us. Um, so they've learned skills, whether it be janitorial skills, cooking skills, maintenance skills. Um, then we also, you know, we are very big advocates into providing workforce trainings and career and technical education, as well as higher education, uh, to where we are really trying to prepare them the best that we can uh, for a life of success. All right, Alex Earls, Missouri Department of Corrections Reentry Program Administrator. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.